come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Sipping on the Hennessy. <laughs> um, um, um. That's such a good Chilling track. on the radio. What's going on? What's going good on? What's going on? Good morning, Harlem. Good morning, Selena. Good, good morning, morning Facebook Live. What's going on, y'all? This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. We're back for another action-packed episode. Catherine, what's going on? Patricia or Patty, what's going on? Dara, we got a packed house already. Donnell, what's going on? Live from New York. This is going to be a great show. We're excited to be here. We have all gotten eight hours of sleep. Just kidding. Selena got four. Alyssa got none, and I got about one and I a half. I got a little bit. A little bit of sleep? Good Speaking for you. Speaking of things you got. Anyways, guys. <laughs> Keeping it right there. <laughs> We're going to leave it right there. Yeah, you know, I got a very smart brain. Yes, That's you do, Stan, Alyssa. You do have a you know smart brain. You know what else brain. we have? We what? got a problem with our democracy. Yes. <laughs> Nice that's way to. A, yeah, that's a go. nice way to pivot. That's right. Um, or deflect. Yes. Um, so welcome. Deflect. To I don't know what deflecting is. Yeah. Of course, you lawyer. <laughs> um, so what? I don't. I don't confirm or deny anything. Oh my God. That's that lawyer talk. Okay. So speaking of lawyer talk, why don't we start with introducing the show and ourselves? So this is let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. Where every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time, we talk politics, mm-hmm. social issues, mm-hmm. and pop culture from a young, diverse perspective are we still young you just turned 30 fine 30 fine i will accept that that's mm-hmm. 30 fine yeah that, that i like that a lot um yeah i look i'm young at heart and also i look young so i'm gonna be as young <laughs> as i can all right anyway stanley um my name is selena hill you can find me on instagram and twitter at miss selena hill and of course miss is spelled with an ms mm-hmm. Alyssa, with all the legal talk so early tell us who you are i know i know um legal talk yeah that's what we're calling it these days yeah. <laughs> um yeah my name's Alyssa fuchs i am your political and legal correspondent um and you can find me on facebook at facebook.com slash Alyssa fuchs i-l-y-s-s-a-f-u-c-h-s um but you're probably better off following me on twitter at Alyssa fuchs or on instagram Alyssa.fuchs. since i don't really use the Alyssa fuchs facebook page anymore but you can also follow my facebook account because i post a lot of stuff publicly there now um but you know i'm, I'm not that hard to find it's pretty pretty easy yeah um so and of course the politically preposterous fan page can't forget about that yo you working those fan pages beloved this is stanley fritz you can find me in the mean streets of harlem usually between 135th and 150th holding it down with the street team no i'm not i just go to work and i go home you can also follow me on twitter at stan fritz or on instagram at stan fritz which selena i've been doing this new thing now right where i ask people questions um, about relationships, like, you know, what's the worst way you've ever been dumped? What's the, the pettiest reason you, you ever broke up with somebody? Or, like, have you ever been cheated on? And some of the answers I've been getting have been hilarious. So <laughs> thank you to everyone who's been participating in that game. But if you want to go and see me on Snapchat, I'm never on that, but it's Dark Skin Swindle. Yeah, so we have a great show lined up. And mm-hmm. before I tell you about everything we're talking about, shout out to everyone who's watching us via Instagram Live and Facebook Live. We appreciate you guys. And if you happen to be tuned in via podcast later, thank you as well. So we have a great show lined up later on in the show. We're going to be talking about how and why our democracy just may be in crisis. So Republicans, I mean, we know the Republican Party has been very corrupt historically and currently, but it's like they always manage to take things to the next level of corruption. Like, they always manage to outdo themselves. I I don't know how. It's like like they're being led by Donald Trump or something. Um, So we're going to talk about that. Right off a cliff. Yeah, seriously. Right off a cliff. And we're going to talk about that. Um, We're going to also talk, hopefully, some Cardi 
Cardi B. I mean, my girl is making headlines <sighs> for good and bad reasons. Oh, no. Yo, she found out that she won the Grammys as she was coming out of court. Yeah, seriously. And, like, I know that courthouse because, like, I practiced law there. Uh-huh. So I knew, like, exactly where she was. It was kind of funny. And then I actually, I didn't know her real name. And I went and looked her up in, like, the court system website. And interestingly enough, according to the court system, she's a non-Hispanic black female. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they have her classified. I mean, the court system website really? isn't always right. But, yeah. yeah, like, that's how they have her demographic info in the court system website, which clearly is not, like, 100% accurate. Uh, but clearly. I did find that funny um, That is hilarious. Very interesting. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some other headlining news stories. Like and what? I don't want to tease everything, Stanley. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, how, like, individual one directed a crime. Right. Oh, yeah, individuals. I like individuals. Yeah. So, so individual one tower. Right. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, before we go on break, I think we have a few minutes to talk about how great our weekend was. Yo, my weekend has not been great. I've been doing way too much. Uh, on Friday night, I went out with some friends. Um, didn't want to. I just want to smoke. You told him you didn't want to, but no, you went. I just want to smoke hookah. But everybody was in Brooklyn, and I live hookah? in Harlem. Yeah. Heavy quotes. No, no, no. Like no, no quotes. Just regular hookah. And that's what they call it these days. Everyone like wanted to go and like you know and hang out, and smoke hookah. But I didn't. I live in Harlem. No one wanted to come to Harlem. So then I had to compromise and come to Midtown. Ooh, yeah, that's so not I that bad, that. Stanley. It's better I mean, than Brooklyn. Yeah, that's true. But then. What you call it? Yesterday, I went to brunch, and then immediately after brunch, I went to a friend's housewarming in Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah, so it was a long, long weekend. Sounds like you had a jam-packed fun weekend. Um, I mean, it was fun, but damn, I miss sleeping. Oh, yeah. I also had fun. I went from Queens to Brooklyn to Harlem last night. If you guys follow me on Instagram stories, you know about how much fun I had dancing at Londell's right here in Harlem. Then we went to Amy Roof's. It was fun. Good time. I want chicken and waffles. Yeah. And I had chicken and waffles yesterday, too. Did you really? Yeah. You always want chicken and waffles. I, mean, I like chicken Oh, I had waffles. chicken and waffles yesterday, too. Damn. Yeah. Look at that. Timing. You got to give me some props on that. We're only. We're really off today. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yo, we just. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, man. I don't know what's happening. I'm tired. Yeah, we're all still just waking up. But yeah, we have a jam-packed show, guys. And of course, if you want to tune in and chime in, feel free to leave comments on our Facebook Live. You can also tweet us at BeHeard underscore radio. You can leave comments on our Instagram at BeHeard. I mean, yes, at BeHeard underscore radio. And of course, you can call into the show because we're back here at WHCR. So call us up at 212-650-6903. Again, that's 212 212- Six five zero. Six nine. Ooh, six nine. Six nine, like the rapper. Oh, oh, zero oh, oh. three. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. I, yeah, I, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Me neither. <laughs> right. We're going on break, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa! You know, Facebook yes. is going to take our show right down for playing this song. Ariana White Woman Grandel or Grande? How do you say her name? Oh, I, I thought, all, I I thought that Facebook was going to kick us down because of our hug. They, you know, you know oh, that yeah. whole thing. Interracialness, right? No, no, no. So this is a big thing, and 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 you know what? I'll, I'll put this out there as a, a minor news story. So last year there was these laws passed, FASTA and SESTA, and the whole point of them was to try and protect people basically from like sex trafficking on, on the internet. But a lot of activists said that they were actually going to lead to a situation that was going to harm sex workers that basically have you know been able to use the internet so they don't have to have pimps or stuff like that. And so now this big announcement comes last week about. Tumblr saying like no more 
sex stuff on Tumblr and like no more sex stuff on Facebook, um, basically. <laughs> and like that's a direct result of these laws that activists said this was going to happen last but year. But the whole so point of Tumblr is porn. Well, even Chance the Rapper, he tweeted about it. He was yeah. saying that, you know, women can no longer show their nipples on Tumblr. Right, but, but men can. Men can. And also, if you think about it, how many times have we watched black and brown bodies be murdered on the internet? It goes viral on these social media platforms. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot of irony there and yeah. something to talk about. And speaking of things to talk about, this is the time where we talk about all of the news stories that made us laugh, cry, very upset, made us tweet or act out, whatever it is, yeah. made us go to our protest. But now we're going to start talking about that. It's a lot to talk about. I got something to talk about, right? now Centoya okay. Brown got 51 years so what? for those of you who don't know the young lady by the name of Centoya Brown who was born with some um, learning deficiencies and she was pretty much being prostituted for much of her life she killed one of her Johns but she was making an argument that like she's been a sex slave all her life and she did it out of self-defense they didn't believe her. She has to do 51 years in prison before she even qualifies for, for parole. You want to talk about Me Too? You want to talk about women being attacked and punished for speaking up against their sexual assault? And then you see a woman like this who's being thrown in prison for it. Centoya Brown, say her name. Wow. Wasn't she like 16 years old when this yes. happened? I mean, yes. so there may be an inter- the interesting thing from the legal perspective is there may actually be a further appeal. I mean, so it was the Tennessee Supreme Court yeah. that essentially stated that she has to do at least 51 years. But since her sentence, because she actually, a lot of people, this is like really coming out now, but this is actually something that happened a couple years back. Since she was sentenced, the Supreme Court has essentially said that um, if you are convicted of a crime when you are a juvenile or under 18, that you can't be sentenced to life imprisonment. So there's a possibility that she may try and petition to a federal court or eventually the Supreme Court to rule that her sentence is unconstitutional. So I don't know if it's the end of uh, what we're going to hear about this. Um, But I will say this. A lot of people are feeling frustrated about what they could do about this. And unfortunately, you know, aside from trying to, you know, send money to support her legal defense fund, there's really not a lot that we can do other than talking about it, you know, which we're doing. Um, So a friend of mine reached out to me and I'll put this out there if you're feeling like you really want to do something and and you can't really do something in this situation specifically um, one of the things you can do which is related is right now it's like freezing cold at Rikers Island and people who are on Rikers Island really need clothes and so the Brooklyn Defender Services which is public defender office is holding a huge fundraiser right now they do it every winter and they're collecting donations um, both of clothing and of money in order to ship care packages of long johns um, and other you know clothes to Rikers Island so if you really want to help out and you feel like you can't really do anything um, to help Ms. Brown directly, like you can definitely help out other people that are in prison um, by donating money or clothing to Bronx Defenders. Speaking speaking of women who may go to prison, Cardi B, um, she was in court. She finally showed up to court. Oh, you mean you're not talking about Donald Trump? No, not yet. (laughs) Not yet. So Cardi B, um, we know that she missed a few court dates. Um, Back in August, she allegedly was involved in uh, getting two strippers beat up for having an affair (laughs) with um, Offset. Stanley. Um, Yeah. Allegedly. 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 So, and heads up. So, like, the strippers, they actually been featured in Nicki Minaj's new video. Professional dancers. Yes, the professional dancers. So she finally showed up in court because she had an uh, an arraignment. 
But the thing is, she was missing all these court dates, and she was almost... She only um, missed one. I thought it was two. No, okay. one. Well, I went and looked up the docket yesterday night. Okay, good. Just leaning with the fake news. Sorry. But anyway, so she showed up. She Honestly, like she found out that she won. She's nominated for five Grammys. And not only that, just like earlier in the week, she also announced that her and Offset may be heading for divorce, which is big news in hip-hop because like they were the reason I re-believed in love. Like When I saw really? Cardi B and Offset on the cover of Rolling Stone... Uh, it was Naked. never gonna last. And like that was your reason I'm, for believing in love. No, I'm just kidding. It was but never gonna last. What do you, Salissa? They have a baby culture. You know how many people have babies together and it still no, doesn't last? But their baby is so cute. Like they have to get back. Having together a for the cute holidays. baby doesn't mean that <laughs> things are good. I mean, like I don't know. Let's just say hypothetically, he cheated on her with yeah. multiple hey, women. Hey, hey, hey! I'm not saying he cheat. did. I'm not saying. Or let's just say she cheated on him with multiple men. That's is what that happened. a reason that like Black, they should break up? Like should no. she stay with Black him? Men don't cheat. Should should he stay with her i mean i'm just putting it out there like i will say this offset's alleged side chick <laughs> went onto the internet to cry about yeah, breaking did. up a happy home so i know i'm the old guy but it just really annoys me how people put their whole personal lives on social media you were having sex with a married man now his wife is going to leave him and the first thing you think to do is make a video <laughs> Go Welcome to 2018, and then you wonder why Donald Trump is president. Yeah, seriously, you narcissist. Like, sit down. Um, well, she was crying, and she did look authentic. Well, she in the wasn't video. crying with her, and Offset was getting it in. Like, I don't care. Well, you know, I just to go back for a second because we got a really good comment from Robert Paradox Gonzalez, and you're talking about crying. He says, with respect to Ms. Brown, emotions took over, and the sentence is BS, and he believes it's unconstitutional, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I would agree with him. Um, yeah. So, so um, speaking of unconstitutional, mm. <laughs> we got the unconstitutional president, so-called president. Um, so the two things happened this week. The Flynn sentencing memorandum came out. Mm -hmm. um, actually, three things. The Manafort sentencing memo came out, and then the like the plea thing for Michael Cohn came out. Mm. And basically, what we found out is uh, three important things. One. Michael Flynn spilled the beans about everything. He snitched, 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 he snitched all over town. Um, number two, Paul Manafort lied about things even after he said he was going to cooperate and not yeah. lie about them. Um, and number three, um, and I think more the most important thing is that um, Michael Cohn committed a crime at the direction um, of individual one, quote unquote, who we all seem to believe is Donald Trump, yeah. which is essentially to say that a crime was committed at the direction of the president. Yeah. Before he was president, but nonetheless, in order to influence the election. Yeah, I mean, so even if Trump is convicted of uh, directing personal, um, some of his finance to pay off Stormy Daniels and the other woman who he allegedly had an affair with, yeah. and that violates campaign, vi um, campaign, vi um, campaign finance, finance law. Yeah. Could that, I mean, is that really going to materialize into anything worthwhile? Probably. Like, he's not going to be impeached, is he? So, yeah, he's, I mean, right now he won't be impeached. He probably won't because Republicans are not going to vote to impeach him. And he's definitely not going to go to jail because most lawyers, feel, unless they tell me if I'm wrong, feel like you cannot um, indict or arrest a sitting president. What I will say is I don't care if he goes to jail or is impeached. This is about like beating up his name enough that we have a better chance to win the 2020 election because he's not going to go to jail. Republicans are not going to impeach him. They like this white supremacist. It is what it is at this point. I've lost most of my hope around this. Just on case. that point from the legal perspective, yeah, most lawyers do agree that sitting presidents can't be indicted, but here's the thing, when they are in office, um, meaning mm. that while they are still currently serving in office, they can't be indicted, but if they are to be impeached and removed, because remember, it's not just impeachment, or if they are to resign um, or get voted out, then they 
theoretically could be prosecuted. Uh, the reason we never have really seen this happen is because famously Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. Yeah. Um, uh, for the good of the country, essentially. But I sort of look at it the same way. And in fact, uh, unless you have enough votes, if, unless you have enough Republicans in the Senate that are going to vote to remove him, it could end up blowing up in Democrats' face if they impeach him in the House and then they don't have the votes in the Senate. We sort of saw this different circumstances, but we saw this in 1996. Um, Bill Clinton won an election that he was sort of they were on the fence about whether he was going to run it. And part of that is because Democrats were so incensed that he had been impeached and then acquitted for, you know, what amounted to lying about oral sex. Although obviously it's a little more complicated than that. And Democrats came out in force in 96 and Bill Clinton won the election. And so there's this, you know, there's always this concern or risk that if Democrats impeach Trump and there's not going to be enough votes for his removal, it blows up in their face and he ends up winning in 2020 Mm because his base is like super motivated to come out. So it could backfire. I mean, that's a great point. So we're going to have to basically just see how this plays out. Um, Speaking of that, I know there were some other Big news stories that oh. we definitely need to talk about. I know Eric Gardner's, um, yeah, go ahead. The, the man who murdered o- Eric Gardner. Pantaleo. Yes, He's Daniel Pantaleo up. will be, it seems like he may or may not be um, uh, finally facing charges mm-hmm. for killing Eric Gardner. We know that it was four years ago when Eric Gardner was standing on the streets of Staten Island, um, allegedly engaged, doing whatever he was doing. He was minding his own business. He was approached by officers, and we literally watched Eric Gardner uh, suffocate to death while Daniel Pantaleo choked him. And yeah. Daniel Pantaleo has still been on payroll. Making He's six figures. Making six figures. And, and it's just like, you know, how does something like this happen? And, like, Stanley, if you could just fill us in, what will Pantaleo be? held accountable will he be held accountable by the nypd at this point they probably will um um fire him i'm I'm assuming that's what's going to happen but it doesn't mean anything because they've kept him on the payroll for four years he you know more than four years now he's made six figures he's doing he's doing just fine and at this point, if they do it, they'll just do it just to say that they did something. I have no faith in, in Mayor de Blasio or anyone at NYPD. This is a joke. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I feel the same way. It's been four years. I think it's absolutely incredible um, that we still have not heard anything, especially because the initial reason why the police department said that they couldn't go forward with the prosecution was because of the fact that they were waiting for the feds to act. Um, But, you know, the feds essentially then said, like, oh, you guys can go forward. So it seemed like a whole farce that it all could have happened faster. Right. Um, You know, and top of the fact that the systemic issues that led to the situation, namely broken windows policing here in New York City, um, are still happening i mean like we're still using that same thing the police department has claimed they have shifted to you know this community-based policing but at the end of the day what we know is that broken windows is still very much a thing um you know and and even if and i actually don't believe that eric garner was selling cigarettes that day but even if he was the fact that somebody could lose their life over such a minor offense you know that that's really what broken windows comes down to is that like when we constantly are being so punitive and we are creating a situation where people of color are in interactions with law enforcement unnecessarily all the time yeah absolutely and and i mean speaking of things that Definitely don't make sense. Uh, I know that Donald Trump made some cruel comments about uh, the recession um, that we definitely want to talk about as well. Like, Alyssa, did you want to fill us in? I mean, yeah, he basically said that um, he doesn't care about the debt and the deficit because, uh, um, you know, he won't be in office by the time 
it comes back. Right. Uh, you know, the, but the thing that's more egregious about this isn't what Donald Trump says. It's the fact that when Obama was in office, Republicans were like, the debt, the debt, the deficit, the debt. Like, that's all you heard from them all the time is them complaining. Like, we can't do health care. We can't do this. We can't spend any money because the debt, the debt, the debt. But then as soon as Republicans get into office, what do they do? Um, they pass a tax cut for rich people that is going to, the Congressional Budget Office said, is going to increase the debt and the deficit. And they don't care. So what it comes down to is whenever Democrats want to spend money on actual programs that would help people like expanding access to food stamps, expanding access to health care, expanding access to housing, um, doing infrastructure that will put people back to work. We never have any money for that. But we apparently have money to give tax cuts to rich people. Yeah, I know. It's 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 you know what? It's a conundrum, something that we've been battling here, something that uh, it's I mean, it's just politics as usual to me, but it's also extremely divisive and hurtful for regular taxpayers like you and I. So, yeah. And uh, speaking of that, I also wanted to just move on really quickly and mention the fact that um, w- George H.W. Bush was laid to rest. We saw all living presidents and their wives come out to memorialize the president. We saw um, George Bush and, and Michelle Obama and uh, everyone came out. And it honestly, it seemed like a really awkward situation. You had like Donald Trump and Melania sitting at one end and like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton refusing to acknowledge them at all. Like Hillary looking, didn't even look at him. She, he, she didn't even look at him like it, she was just so headstrong. And to me, in that moment, that symbolized the political divisiveness in this country where it's like we are so far skewed to the left and the right there's no middle ground i mean people it's a lot of extremism and especially on the right and you know it's something that we definitely need to heal and move forward with no no stanley i want to interrupt you and i want to disagree with you okay go ahead yeah no this is like he stole an election from her and, so you and think then he's so been you trying think to she should have acknowledged him. Yeah, you know, he's been trying to throw her in jail for for months. Like, why would she want to talk to him? That's not about the right left split. And the right left split is not some we just have partisan disagreements. One side wants to accomplish policies that will help regular people. The other side cheats and is trying to like end the lives of black and brown people and gay people and Jewish people. That's that's not like a, a policy split. That's like one group is horrible, the other group is not that bad. Well, you know, thank you, Stanley. It could also be based on perspective, but I tend to agree with you here as well. Um, <laughs> moving on, I know that we do have to take a quick break before we do. Uh, real quick, is okay. Did you guys see that PETA anti-animal language campaign? I just ignore PETA. They're it's just, ridiculous. Just, even no. I have friends that are vegetarians and that are animal lovers, and even they think it's ridiculous. So you know it makes me want to kill an animal right uh, now. Le- I mean, Stanley. Yes, because they're so ridiculous. Animal. Well, basically, not only are they calling out people for saying things like "kill two birds with one stone," what they're also doing is saying look there was this whole campaign against Rudolph because they're saying that Rudolph the reindeer, that classic movie, That's actually symbolized. Is bullying. Miss me be, be with quiet, this. <laughs> Miss me with this. Yeah. You know, because in the last minute, I just want to put out there before we go on a quick break, there's like huge protests going on in Paris right now um, that basically workers are standing up for their rights. They're standing up to what I guess you'll call a centrist government um, that's saying they're not doing enough for workers' rights. And like, you know, so I don't know. To me, and again, I, I, I get that like one thing doesn't always outweigh other things. We've had that conversation before. Like certain things are not mutually exclusive in terms of importance um but you know at the end of the day um i feel like i don't know it's just like silly and ridiculous and you but know Peter? Wh- yeah so you're so you're going to continue saying beat a dead horse 
I mean, I, I, I I'm going to go beat a dead horse. I try not to use idioms. Well, some people say that if we're a society that's inhumane to animals, imagine what we'll do to people. And that basically what they're saying is we can be more empathetic towards animals than that would translate into how we treat each other. So maybe we should think about our words a little more, you know, or we could just treat each other right. And, you know, still say things like. Pull the, pull the bull by its horns. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. On that note, I know we do need to take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about why and how our democracy is in distress. Don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. All right. Let's figure this out. Uh-huh. All right, guys. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHC, all the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz, your favorite PC on the DJ ones and twos, or your favorite DJ on the PC ones and twos. Who knows? Yeah, and just for those of you who are watching on Facebook Live, thanks for staying with us. We had a little technical. We are back up, so check out the live stream part two, um, and you'll definitely be able to find us there. And we do apologize about that. Word. So, guys, if you just tuned in, we finished the news roundup where we talked about Centoya brown individual one and all the other big things that happened in the news today like Peter's anti yes animal campaign miss Peter is trash <laughs> yes ig live what's going on we appreciate you staying with us the whole time facebook was acting up ig stayed loyal to the gods facebook you got something to learn but anyways folks we are not here just to talk junk i'm here with selena hill and Alyssa fuchs because we have some big news for you so everybody knows that on election day november 6th we had a huge day for democrats democrats won over 35 seats in congress flipping congress from republican controlled to democratically controlled they also won statewide races all over the country and we know that people were really mad because in Florida and also in Georgia, two Democratic candidates, Stacey Abram and um, Andrew Gillum, who we thought were going to win their races, lost. And we know in both those races, you saw some like funny things happening with ballots, votes went missing. In Florida's case, I have a friend who worked in that campaign. She said they found Al Gore votes. That's that's how crazy it was in that election. Like not just regular absentee votes? No. Like, write-ins? Yes. Like- write-ins for Al Gore. So... Things just missing all over, all over the place. And, you know, we see these things. We expect it from Republicans. But, like, it's not something that happens too often. Or at least we don't think. But now what's happening in North Carolina, Republicans might be outright stealing an election. And in Wisconsin, they're not stealing an election, but they're outright being sore losers, changing laws so that the Democrats coming into power won't be able to do anything at all. So today on the show, we're going to give you a breakdown of what's happening and tell you what's going to come up next. So here's what you should know about what's happening in North Carolina. There are two counties in the district, Bladen and Robeson, and they both had unusually high numbers of absentee ballots that were requested but not returned for the 2018 election. What does that mean? So if there's 50 people in those counties, they each had 200 requires for absentee ballots, which doesn't seem to make sense for the math. Several voters in those counties said in sworn affidavits that an unidentified woman came to their house and collected their absentee ballots. One voter said the woman promised to finish filling out the, the incomplete ballot for them. Another voter said the ballot was not signed or sealed when the woman took it. In an interview on WSOC, the voter who said she'd selected her choices for only two, choice, only two offices on the ballot before handing it in was identified as Lisa Britt a woman who was collecting ballots in the mail. And as usual, Britt is a stepdaughter of Leslie McCray Dallas Jr., a political contractor in the area. Guess who Guess who Betsy was working for? 
The Republican. You betcha, he definitely was. And now because of this, the state board of elections does not want to verify these votes. And now Republicans are always the ones that are screaming about voter protection and voter fraud. They're fighting and trying to sue the board to make them verify these votes so this congressional member can go and be and go to Congress and, you know, hold his seat, quote unquote. And they're going to have a big debate and a vote on December 21st to decide on whether these votes should be submitted and approved or if they should have another election. And if they have another election, we know what might happen. But if that doesn't sound bad enough to you, in Wisconsin, where there was no space between winners and losers, Democrats completely sweeped it. Something even worse is happening. As you guys know, before someone can become officially into office, they have to be inaugurated. That usually happens on January 1st. So between November and January, the people who are, who are in power that lost, they stay in power to help the transfer power happen. It's called the lame duck session usually. Thank you. And during this lame duck session, the Republicans in Wisconsin are passing laws. They wanted to change the day of the presidential primary in Wisconsin to March so that fewer people will come out. They wanted to take away the power of the governor to be able to pick people or even have a say in what's happening in their board of elections. And they voted in 82 judicial nominees in Wisconsin in one day. Over 60% of those people had never even been interviewed or formally applied to do this work. They are literally trying to disempower the Democrats before they get in there. And also, there's a big contractor that's trying to get a huge $4 billion tax cut to go build a company over there. No one in Wisconsin wants it. The Democrat ran against not allowing that contract. They changed the law so that once those Democrats come to power, they cannot stop the contract from being finalized and letting Foxconn come there and get a $4 billion tax cut. Mind you, in Wisconsin, businesses don't pay taxes already. So that is what's happening across the country right now in Wisconsin and in North Carolina. Before we even get to anything, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Selena, when you hear something like this, what does it make you think? Yeah, so, I mean, with the first story, the irony is just uh, explosive here, right? So we have Republicans who pride themselves as being this anti-fraud, uh, anti-voter fraud party, right? Trump, when he became president, he even launched the uh, um, Advisory Commission on Voter Integrity, which never found evidence of widespread voter fraud. Now you have big, ugly, blatant voter fraud, even voter theft in this case and what's going on in North Carolina and Trump Republicans they are completely silent uh, it's because this this fraud this theft is being used to help uh, Republican congress uh, congressional candidates right so yeah. that's what's happening in North Carolina and then when you have in Wisconsin where Scott Walker Scott Walker was not re-voted into uh, being the governor and now they're going to have a Democratic voter and you literally have like all these Republicans coming together to fight to disempower that new elected official and they went on record by saying the reason why we don't want our new governor to have power is because they're liberal and they're going to do things that we don't like. It's the absolute I mean, I agree with all that. It's the absolute epitome of hypocrisy uh, for Republicans, although I'm not surprised, of course, but for Republicans to literally constantly say voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud, when what we know they really mean is black, 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 <laughs> um, 
because we don't want those people to vote. Um, and then they li- not only, as you point out, engage in voter fraud, aside from the other tactics we know that Republicans engage in, um, like extreme racial gerrymanders, um, other types of voting su- voter suppression, like canceling Sunday voting, ending early voting, um, you know, all those other big systemic things that they are doing to literally send people out to collect ballots, absentee ballots from people that you assume are going to vote for Democrats because the people that they basically went and collected these ballots from were in minority neighborhoods um, is is like you point out it's it's voter theft I mean but it, it's just so egregious because it shows that Republicans don't care about democracy um, that it's complete and utter BS um, all they care about is winning at any cost I mean can you imagine what the kind of blowback would have been if during the 2008 election cycle there was actual evidence that Barack Obama had his people go out and collect the absentee ballots ballots of like white southerners that they thought were going to vote for Mitt Romney um, I mean like it would literally be the biggest scandal ever and and it should be a huge scandal here and and they should not certify this election the entire thing should be thrown out um, on the on the Wisconsin thing I mean that's also the biggest hypocrisy because you're literally had voters who decided we want this to happen and now the Republicans are stripping the will of the voters by taking co- power away from the governor before he even comes into office so guys if you're listening and you have a question comment and concern or even a curse word no curse words you can give us a call at 212-650-6903 again that's 212-650-6903 if you're on ig live leave us a comment i promise we will read it or selena will i won't and of course on facebook live leave us a comment darren mack thank you for listening robert thank you for being there radiant ray thank you give us comments tell us what you guys are thinking about all of this speaking of those comments we'll just read you a few of them right now so robert uh says heard about this taking away their power is such a bs thing to do darren says the right will go low and dirty to gain and keep power. Dems better not listen to or talk that bipartisan talk when they get power. That's a great point. Um, Robert again says they are silent because it's helping them and they want to win regardless because sadly it's a white man's world, which I think is something we also want to address during this segment. Yeah, so you guys may have missed it if you were on Facebook Live. You saw it if you were on IG Live. I pushed back on a comment that Selena said about um, Democrats and Republicans and the split where people on the right and the left seem to be moving further away from each other. And um, I don't think she meant to, but the way it came across was that, like, it was just folks who were splitting because they couldn't agree on things. And I pushed back and I said, no, one side is the Democrats. The other side is a corrupt, broken party that hates black people, gay people, women and and people who are of Muslim faith. And it's not the same thing. But now that we're seeing this where they're flat out just stealing elections and trying to change laws so that they can keep on helping their rich corporate donors while the rest of us suffer. Is it finally fair to say the Republican Party is dead, that this is nothing but a party of corruption and racism? I mean, finally, (laughs) um, look, I've been convinced of this for a really long time. I mean, this is just, I guess, the nail in the coffin. I don't want to say beat a dead horse because shout out to PETA. But I mean, yeah, beat that <laughs> yeah. horse. Pause. Stanley, the right idiot. Stanley. Who cares about PETA? What are they going to do? Yeah, no, it's not even the right idiot. You're funny. Uh, you're funny. You're, you're right about that. But no, but I would say that, you know, Republicans and the Republican Party, uh, even back when it was the Democrat Party and like things were uh, flip flopped, they have been implementing voter fraud and voter suppression since the beginning of this country, since black people were considered three fifths of a person and weren't allowed to vote. And then when we were freed as slaves, we still weren't allowed to vote because we had to go through like literacy tests and like count, figure out how many marbles were in a big jar. Like they just put all of these tactics and obstacles 
obstacles in place to keep people from voting. So, I mean, all they're doing, I mean, history repeats itself here. The only thing that's happening, it's the same game, just with a new face and new players. I mean, look, I, uh, I'll i agree mostly and disagree slightly in, in this way, which is, one, I agree with you that the motivation behind all of this is keeping white supremacists in power. Even if not necessarily actual white supremacists, but the idea, the concept, the bigger picture issue of white supremacy. That's absolutely why it's happening. That said, and, and not I to say anything like, look, the systemic issues that you mentioned about gerrymandering and that kind of stuff has been around forever. What we are seeing, though, to me now is even goes worse than that. It's like, that's why I said I don't really disagree with you. I just think like we used to have a situation at least most of the time where if a party lost an election, there would be a, you know, a transfer of power to the other party in some kind of reasonable way. I think it's it's only now that we are seeing these things like trying to strip the incoming party of all that power um, before they get into office. That is a fairly new thing that we are seeing. Um, actually having people go around and collect the absentee ballots of black people so that they don't get back in. I think that is something that goes even beyond some of the systemic things we see uh, I, I, to the point where it's not just politics as usual like it's legitimately criminal and corrupt so here's my question for you and darren kind of started this conversation in his comment earlier should we just the republicans are not playing by they're not playing fair anymore Should we just stoop to their level and start being dirty as well is this what should happen for Democrats? No, not at all. Like, to me, I don't think we should because, well, because number one, if you think about it, the re this is the reason why Republicans are not trusted by people of color and people of, like, disenfranchised backgrounds. People, anyone who's, like, not a white man, a lot of times if they are left-leaning or just not as corrupt, they don't trust Republicans because of these tactics and strategies. And honestly, at this point, the Democratic Party has done enough of its own damage. If they were to stoop to that level, then you're going to have even more people, especially young people, millennials and Gen Z, feeling like this is why I don't vote, because the Democrats are just as corrupt as the Republicans. And that's why a lot of people said they didn't go to the polls in 2016 and vote for Hillary, because according to them, and look, they were mistaken, but they said things like Hillary's just as bad as Donald Trump. She's just as corrupt. But, look but at her were, record. That was on no, policy, but though. Saying, but no, but... But I'm just trying to say, like, like she's still a she's still a politician. This is why a lot of people don't vote because they feel like politicians are corrupt and they and they do anything just to win. So I feel like if our party started employing some of these same tactics, we're just going to continue to turn off voters. Well, let me just tell you that they were wrong about Hillary being the same. As I Trump. said they were. And, but, you know, if they're going to think this anyway, what's the point? No, I don't think. No, the thing is, we need more young people, especially people of color, to vote for us. That's how we win elections. If more people would have came out in the midterm or more people in, in like even in 2016, yeah. we would have won. Yeah. But you know what? To me, that's about policy, right? You're talking about two separate issues. There's policy and there's politics. When it comes to policy, a lot of young people didn't go out and vote for Hillary because they th thought that they didn't like her policy. They're like, she's a neocon, she's not a progressive, or she's a neoliberal, she's not a progressive, right? For them, it was not that they were mad about Democrats doing dirty tricks or engaging in bad politics. It was that they, they didn't agree with her from a policy level. No. Uh, well, uh, well, at well, least yeah, to a yes certain no. extent. That's not what I was yeah, saying. Yes and no. A lot of people, particularly people of color, had some very pointed issues with her. Haiti. Central and South America. And but yeah, those are, again, those are policy issues. But also what she said about black kids calling them super predators. The fact that Bill Clinton has gone to black churches and told them to start taking care of your kids and stop shooting each other. 
the fact that Bill Clinton has probably raped like three or four women allegedly, those were the bigger issues. So I think Selena is is right on that point. I do want to get to a comment that Robert just left us actually. But, um, you know, he agrees with you, Selena. He says, we should never stoop to this level. Um, but he did want to ask a question about George Bush. He said, George Bush, who we know was a you know, president who did some good things but did lots of bad things. The whole state, the whole country shut down for him on Wednesday. I mean, that's what generally happens when an ex-president dies. Do you think it was appropriate? Like, I mean, with, with our, the way that we look at politicians and politics and racial relations now, do you think it was appropriate? I mean, I think it was pretty standard it was yeah. it's protocol but stanley we know that you have very strong well, views no, no, no. on george hw bush and being buried so i'd rather when, hear from you but what trump are you dies no go so on we, yeah that's what we're going to so so when trump Which dies is, we're gonna we're gonna shut it down too I, I don't know, because I, I didn't come prepared to talk about that at the moment. I, I want to get back to the initial conversation for a second. And then, you know, because I, I just don't have an answer for that right that's, now. That, that's OK. That's OK. Well, um, just, I'll go back to the question. Stanley, I threw it right back at you because yeah. you have very strong views. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bush died. It is what it is. He's a the president. They shut it down. I think that we'll be thinking a lot differently when Trump dies. That'll be a great day in my mind. So moving on. When Selena doesn't want us to play by Republicans games, Selena People don't. People already don't trust Democrats. That's what I think. Alyssa is saying that people don't agree with Democrats on the policy levels. Right. Alyssa, how can Democrats ever get power if Republicans are always stealing races? I mean, look, that's a good question, and that's sort of what I was going off before when you were talking and pointing out all those things that people didn't like about Hillary Clinton. Like, to me, those were all still policy issues. What Selena was getting at before is the politics, right? Mm-hmm. Should Democrats play as dirty as Republicans? So w- some of the way in which we saw that was stealing a Supreme Court seat from Merrick Garland by not allowing something to come to a vote. Um, that's just one tactic. Those what what I was the point I was trying to make is political tactics, and that's a really really hard question to answer because on some level you want to say. Yeah, Democrats should play that dirty politically. Why? Because Democrats keep losing. Even the blue wave that we saw in this past election still was not enough for Democrats to take back the Senate. Um, You know, Democrats, like, just for some reason, they cannot motivate their base in the way Republicans motivate their base. And one of the plays that... Republicans used to motivate their bases by engaging in these tactics that are really, really objectionable by literally saying we're not going to vote on a Supreme Court seat. The Republicans base love that. They love that. They were like, you know what? We're not going to even allow Merrick Garland to go to a vote. And Democrats are always like, oh, well, that's not good for our democracy. And, you know, we shouldn't do stuff like that because, you know, as Michelle said, you know, when they go low, we should go high. But like, is that working for us? And I don't know. And That also raises a second question, which is if Democrats start going really low, then it just goes back and forth with like they go low, we go low, they go low, we go low. And what happens is the complete deterioration of democracy. Like, is that what we really want? But don't I think we kind of have that now. No, Selena. Right. No, Stanley, go ahead. No, that's the question I'm asking. Listen, mentioned if we do that, we're going to have a complete deterioration of democracy. We're kind of there already, aren't we? I mean, to me, yes. And I think that. In order for us to uplive the supposed standards that this country was founded on and and what we want to see, I think that we need to uphold more of a morale and not stoop to that level. But I think you need we need more of us. Right. There's power in numbers. There's power in numbers, especially when you go to the polls. So I think that it's our job to continue to recruit like good think forward thinking people and people who are humane and people who, you know, are in this for the good of the country and not not just themselves. And I think that. 
we're starting to see some of those changes. We, you know, even with the last election when we elected Alexandria uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, yeah. like people like that, and the fact that we have the most diverse Congress ever, we have a, a, an openly openly gay um, members of Congress, we have yeah. Muslim members of Congress. You know, we have women who are in the hijab. Like to me, it's a new day in politics, and we have to continue to just fight strong. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I want to read some other comments we're getting in. So um, Robert says we don't go as hard and the Republicans win because we don't uh, join up and go hard. And I think that's part of it. Darren Mack points out, he asked the question, are there different Democrats um, you know, and uh, he points out Dems like Hillary versus Dems like Bernie and Ocasio. I think this sort of gets at something, right? We've seen uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like clap back on Twitter. People are loving that, right? We saw um, uh, the Muslim woman who um, got elected, who wears the hijab, like what's her name? Um, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, no, the other one. Omar. Um, uh, Ilham. Yeah, Ilham Omar. I'm sorry. Oh, look at you, Selena, getting that Good name right. Good job. Um, you know, like we've seen her clap back. And so maybe part of what Democrats need to be doing is like even if they're not going hard on the dirty dirty tricks um, to sort of clap back a little more because that seems to motivate the base Um, but what I really think Democrats should be doing is not necessarily engaging in dirty political tricks is tell people why they should vote for you Um, is Put out policies that people want to go that people want to vote for. Talk about things like the Green New Deal. Put out a budget. Why? Because a budget tells people what your priorities are. Um, put out proposals uh, like how we should do criminal justice reform. How we should do um, housing. You know, uh, uh, sorry, uh, universal health care. Actually give people policy proposals because at the end of the day, what we want to win on is we want to win on policy. We don't necessarily want to win by engaging in dirty tricks. And if Democrats did a better job of saying this is what we stand for, this is what our policies are, and this is how we want to get it done, then people are going to come out and vote for them. And then they don't have to engage in dirty tricks. Lena, your thoughts? Um, Oh, yeah. So final thoughts. I I think that, you know, looking at the recent voter corruption in North Carolina and in Georgia, to me, it just reaffirms why we need to update the Voting Rights Act and reinstitute the preclearance measures for those states who have a history of voting violations, especially those in the South. Now, to me, if we can like I know it seems like a huge feat, but and it definitely is an upward battle. But I think that if we continue to keep our boots on the ground, continue to protest and continue to come out in record-breaking numbers to each and every election, we can finally push and continue to push for the changes that we want to see. And I will say, and like, and I know we mentioned this a lot, like, listen, you said this, that, you know, Republicans are doing this because um, they're maintaining white suppression. I mean, excuse me, white um, supremacy. supremacy. But I also feel like if more, I mean, honestly, I think they're also doing it because black people happen to vote um, left, right? They happen to vote Democratic, so I don't think it's just I don't think it's just the race thing. I think they're seeing where their demographics lie. Right. No, I mean I agree with that. On my phone, L notes is basically, you know, there's a lot that you can do um, short of you know playing dirty. Obviously, I talked about what I think Democrats who are in power should do. But as for us, as for actual citizens, um, one, stay on top of your elected officials. Just because you voted for them and they're in office now doesn't mean that you can't put pressure on them. If your elected official ran on a platform to do something and you don't see them doing that, then you should call their office. You should call the congressional switchboard. You should let them know where you stand as a constituent. Two, if there are people that are young and progressive, especially people of color, that would be good candidates for office, support them. Whether even if you can't support them with money, when the next election cycle 
get, comes around, be on those phones, be making those calls, get out there and knock on doors for people. And more importantly, and I'm going to stand up here so you can see my shirt, P-H-U-C-K-I-N-G, vote. Vote like your life depends on it because it does. So I'm going to have a different message for you. The, the one weapon that a poor person has in this world is their ability to vote. That's literally all you have. But in America, one of the richest nations in the world, we have more than just our vote because they know we have our vote and they're very scared of it. But you also have your voice and you have your opinion and you have to understand that politics is a contact sport. So you have to be engaged at all the levels as much as you can. And I know we have work, we have kids, we have family, we have everything that we need that, that we, we got to take care of. But you have to be paying attention because even just an extra perked up ear and a readiness to say something when something goes wrong will hold these folks in line. But most importantly, I think, the only way we get out of this mess besides destroying capitalism and ending white supremacy's power over this country forever is by electing new people into office. People like Claudia Laurent, who's listening to the show, and Robert Gonzalez, who's listening to the show, and Aaron Lee George, who's listening to the show. Because until our levers of government are controlled by people that look like us, that sound like us, that have stories like us, or at least can have empathy to our stories, we will always have cases where you have racist horrible Republicans and problematic neoliberal Democrats. And it really is just a case of it's because they can stay in power because people like you won't step up, won't step into your right place of leadership and change the world. So I'm done telling you to vote. I want you to run. Mm. So with that being said, we got to wrap it up. Selena, can you close it out for us? Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in via Facebook Live. We appreciate all the comments, love, and engagement. We also want to say if you guys want to appreciate and support us to the next level, please leave us more donation at, at patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash radio. If you support us, then we will continue to support the issues and the causes that you care about. See you next time. <laughs>